This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Alva Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again. Come on, Dan, let's go. And I'm so happy to be back with you folks at this time. I appreciate everything you're doing. So many of you are helping me with the broadcast now. And I always want to not be remiss in not thanking you. So I thank every one of you personally. And then uh, some of you who are not able, not not been uh, felt like helping, I wish you would. You know, send us send us a small offering if you can. Let us know that you're listening. But main thing is, if you would, listen. And then tell me that the Lord is blessing the broadcast to your heart. That's all we're here for. We don't have a, not trying to make a name for ourselves. No, we already got a name. Our name written down in glory. You got a song here we sing. My name written down in glory. And, uh, but we bring into these studies on the blood of the Old Testament. And we were looking there at the mercy seat. And in our last study, we read several verses there in Hebrews 9. I wish you'd go back and read that whole ninth chapter of uh, Hebrews. And then look at 1 Corinthians the 15th chapter. Uh, let me just read those verses for you there. Let me, let me just get started again. From these scriptures that we saw there, Christ was the fulfillment of all the types of the Old Testament, and he became our sin offering, who, ki- who came and died in our place. Think about that now. Think with me. Don't just let it slide over your head. No, he came and died in our place as our substitute took our place, put away our sin. My friend, the greatest problem you face this morning is the putting away of your sin. Isn't it? If you're not saved, listen, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15. I was going to read that a minute ago. And we have the gospel here set forth in these words. Listen to God's word. Sit up and listen, would you? Moreover, brethren, moreover, this is the Apostle Paul speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. For I delivered. Now listen to what Paul said. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. That's what we preach here, God's Word, according to the Scriptures. And I know that Satan's uh, great aim is to water down the gospel. And we have a little pamphlet here on the errors of those newfangled Bibles. If you write me, I'll send it to you. And it points out the errors and omissions of the, of, of the Bible. And we only use the King James Version here in our ministry and in our studies here. But listen, let me go back and read that passage again. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Here the Lord Jesus is set forth as our substitute, as our scapegoat, as our justifier. I want to call your attention to those three words, died, buried, and rose. Listen, Christ died for our sins. Awaken, sinner. You've been struggling hard, dilly-dallying around. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Isn't that good news to you? Can't you you look at that as like getting good news from home? Oh, my friend, getting good news. Listen, listen. 
Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. If you don't believe God's Word, you won't never believe that Christ died for you. Listen, no. Listen. And then again, he was buried. Buried. He rose again the third day according to the, to the Scriptures. Isn't that good news? On the cross, he's our substitute. In the tomb, he's our scapegoat. When he rose from the dead, he's our living receipt. Don't you get a receipt when you pay a bill at the store? You get a receipt. The Lord paid our bill, and he's our receipt. He's a living receipt. Now let's go over there and look at Isaiah. I always love Isaiah's writing, and I read it often. Now listen to Isaiah in the 53rd chapter. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. This is one of the most non-understandable scriptures in God's Word. I can't understand it. You tell me you understand it? That it pleased the Lord. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. And when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Do you know something, my friend? There's one great transaction in the world's history that commands multitudes of spectators every day. And that one event is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we don't hear much about that, do we? Oh, we hear all of this about the brotherhood of God, fatherhood of God, and the brotherhood of man. And we hear all of this. I get so sick and tired of, of those things. Uh, even even though I try to listen to other folks and hear what they say, but they don't get down to the meat of the matter, my friend. I don't I don't never hear one of them say, "Listen up, now I'm going to tell you the truth." That's what the old trailblazer does. Maybe it offends you. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm just poor country boy, and uh, and and I'm just giving you what I have. The Lord laid these things on my heart, and uh, and folks say, "Well, you butcher up the King's English." That's okay. That's okay to go home to your heart just like it is, my friend. Wouldn't you rather have that than a little smooth silk handkerchief preacher that comes behind the pulpit with his uh, every hair in place and his little handkerchief in his pocket to match his necktie and his necktie matches his socks and all of those little little things and he's scared to say uh, praise the Lord? He's scared to say Christ died for sinners. He's afraid to say if you trust the Lord, he'll save you. He's afraid to ask you if you're a sinner. Your pastor ever ask you if you're a sinner? If you ever, if, if, has he ever asked you, are there any sinners here today? I do. I do that all the time. Anybody here wants to be saved? Folks raise their hand. Oh, but my friend, does your preacher do that? I ask you sometime now and then. Just ask your preacher kindly one day. Maybe you standing out at the back door when he comes out and kissing the babies and so forth. Just shake hands with him and say, Pastor, would you, would you tell us how the Lord saved you? Would you just tell us how the Lord saved you? The old trailblazer tells us quite often how the Lord saved him and how that he was awakened to the fact he was lost and brought to see himself as wicked and worthless and no good. And uh, then the Lord died, showing, the Lord showed him that he died for him. Would you, would you take a Sunday night service and tell us, we don't want to hear that you accepted Jesus when you were seven years old. We don't want to hear that. And then you went off to the seminary because your mama warned you to. We don't want to hear that. We want to know if Christ is a living reality to you, Pastor. Is he? Is he? Oh, I, I, don't be ugly about it. Just be kind and gentle. And, and I'm, bless your heart if he tells you how the Lord saved him. The Scripture tells us and tells him. 
always be uh, ready to give an account of the hope that you have within you. Ask him, Pastor, what's your hope today? Well, I joined the church when I was seven years old and was baptized and uh, come on up through school, and Mama wanted me to go to seminary. She said, it's a pretty good job. You retire early and play golf a lot. No, no, that's not salvation. That's just a bark in the dark. My friend, listen, salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens to a poor soul. It is. It is, my friend. There's nothing like it. There's nothing else to, to report beside of it. No. Now, listen, let's go back. Uh, let's be looking at that great transaction there. Uh, do you know that the eyes of all the saints before God's day, before Christ's day, looked towards the cross of Christ? That's right. All of the saints of God, they looked forward to the day that Christ would be uh, crucified. Now, uh, that's what, like the, all the old, Saint, old, old Testament sacrifices, they were, they were looking towards the day that Christ would die on the cross. They, didn't, they had no inherent value. They had no value. No, it was all a symbolism, looking to the day that the Lord, uh, that the Lord would die. Then did you know that the eyes of all the saints since the day of Christ have gazed upon the cross on Golgotha's hill, and all the saints today never get away from the fact that Christ died for them? For them, my only hope, my friend, our only hope, I hope is not in the church. You may be going to a church where it has 30,000 members, or may just have 30 members. It don't make any difference. That's not your hope. You may have the most... most uh, articulate pastor with a vocabulary, Larry, long as your arm. That don't make any difference, my friend. No, I told you about the old preacher we used to have here. He's an evangelist, and he's preached for us once in a while. He couldn't hardly speak English. He was a Cajun, what they call a Cajun down here in South Louisiana. And he was an old fisherman. And uh, somewhere in his message, he would say, it's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? So I asked you this morning, old trailblazer, Slow down and come to you quietly and you know, earnestly, just earnest as I can be, my friend. I've asked the Lord to give me that earnestness of spirit that I might speak boldly to you and yet kindly to you and be compassionate. And so the old brother, Joe Grandier, he'd say, it's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. So I tell you this morning, it's neither this, it's neither that. It doesn't mean whatever else you got doesn't mean a thing in this world. It doesn't mean, mean nothing if you joined a big church back there when you were seven years old. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything if you've taught school, Sunday school for 100 years, 50 years, 20 years. It doesn't mean anything <coughs> if you're not saved. It's Christ. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? Well, old Trailblazer, you got completely off your track this morning. Well, old Dan took a path down the road that I wasn't expecting, and we turned off on this little old trail here, and we got off the subject. But we'll be back on that big trail in the morning, and old Trailblazer kind of had to kind of watch his eye and keep his eyes open, maybe dozed off to sleep or something. Got off on that wrong path, but we talking about how the Lord saves a sinner. That's a good path to get off on, isn't it? Oh, but my friend, Satan has took many of our folks down the wrong path, thinking that church membership is salvation, think shaking his preacher's hand is salvation, thinking that speaking in tongues is salvation. None of that salvation. That's the wrong path, my friend. That is. That's the wrong path. It'll lead you to hell quicker than the Martin is to his gourd. But the old trailblazer is going to get you back on that right path. Hey, what is that path? 
Christ died for sinners. Christ was buried, rose again, and now is exalted at the right hand of God the Father. Oh, my friend, I wish I could come by your house and sit down with you, drink a cup of coffee with you, and and eat a piece of pie maybe, and uh, just just let's just talk about the Lord. You know, folks don't want to talk about the Lord no more, do they? No, sir. You go to you 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 hear them talking about the ball game. Oh, now the football game. They can talk for hours and hours of who the quarterback was and the halfback and the third back and the whatever you know. But you ask them, well, what is your hope of of heaven? And they stutter and sputter and spit and mutter. And, no, but my friend. Christ is a living reality. It's not some leap in the dark. It's not some uh, little mystical uh, fairy tale belief. Well, you know, Jesus died to save everybody. No, he didn't know such a thing. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. The, uh, Peter said, ye are a chosen generation. He chose a number, my friend. He chose a number that no man can number. Old Tribulator was in that number. Why? I don't know. Why did the Lord save me? I don't know. I know he loved me. And I know one thing, I can hold out hope to you this morning. Tonight, Christ died for sinners if you come to him. You say, how do you get saved? Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Ask him to give you the effectual call. That way you see yourself. You won't have no trouble coming to the Lord once you see yourself as a sinner. But the old trouble is running out of time. Remember, uh, my website, radiomissions.org. See a lot of material there. Sermon audio about these messages on on the archive there, recorded messages. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address. I, I just need some help this morning. Uh, remember my address, the old Trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And until next time, God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 